Hey, Curtis. Hey, Oz. You got a movie for us this week? I do. I got a movie marriage for you, my friend. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure meets Teen Wolf plus Bill Nye the Science Guy and a whole lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> this week we're watching Back to the Future. Tony, Tony, I was a big fan of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh yeah, not not the original. No, I never the, played the original. I think the, the Deuce I think version. Pro Skater 2 is the only one I played. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fun. Like I but it's one that's like it wasn't fun enough to like oh I got to get the next one. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, that's what'll do. Yeah. It's fine. It's I fun. I've never played a Tony Hawk game. You're yeah, not never. missing anything. Yeah. Like I'm not like I'm not craving it. <laughs> I'm not missing a sweet ollie. No, 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 no ollies. And I'm yeah, you're you're not gonna go into like Tyrone Bigham's level of <laughs> withdrawal for Tony Hawk Like not, not missing out on grinding the rail. <laughs> there are some sweet points though for I'm grinding sure. the rails. I'm sure. No, there it are. was it was a fun game, but it definitely was a, a time capsule game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All while watching the X Games. Exactly. Like you you bring that up now, like. Hey son, I'd like to share this video game. I really enjoy them. Like what? What is that? Like a hoverboard? Right. What is that? <laughs> so, uh, teach their own. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Let's Talk About Flicks, the podcast where myself, Oz, and me, Curtis, are bringing <laughs> you another film. New month, new theme. New theme. New theme. What is our theme this month? This month, and I credit Oz on this one. Uh, this month's theme is oxymoronic titles. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I, I love just the concept of this yes, theme. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's just uh, I gotta start writing them down because I've had some just pop in and out. I need to like write it, jot them down on my phone or something so yeah. I remember to bring them over here. But by the time I get in front of the spreadsheet, I'm like, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But again, we've got four years worth of yes, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're well into the future. So yeah, it's like uh, it's okay if I don't remember one or two. <laughs> uh, we, we've got enough covered. So, yeah, uh, your movie this week to kick off another. Yeah. This is just a four, just a four parter, just a four part. Yeah, month. only four, only four this month. We only got four Wednesdays this month. But the, it they are they are a packed four weeks, mm -hmm. so it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah uh, back to the future, your film. Yes, yeah, my film. Not so literally was, your film. No, I, yes, I I made this. This uh, this film is in a long long tradition of films in my family. Yeah, uh, yeah this, we, was, this was the you guys your pen name Bob Zemeckis, which yes, was, I thought yeah. was kind of, mm -hmm. it's kind of your Alan Smithy moment. Yep, yep, um, uh, yeah. All the family was involved. Uh, you know, you know, uh, distant cousin Don S was involved. Yeah. Uh, for, first cousin um, Michelle was involved. Yeah. You know? yeah. These good times. Uh, John S., I believe, played the principal in this movie, correct? He did. Yeah, he, he was the principal. Yeah. Very stern very stern principal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He also showed up in that other family film of yours, uh, Top Gun. Yes, he was in Top Gun. Also Masters of the Universe. Masters he, of the Universe. Really... John S. has been in quite a, quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> he was big presence in mid to late 80s cinema. <laughs> Keep it up, Don S. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Don S., we'd like to give a shout uh, out to Patreon subscribers, Don S., Aaron A and Mandy K, thank you much for your patronage. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just this is just Don S's way of kicking some of those residuals back to to the show. Yeah, yeah, it's just we, a vicious keep, cycle. we keep we keep covering his ovoir. <laughs> yeah. Ovoir. <laughs> 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 it's right in his wheelhouse. So, 
but yeah, Back to the Future, your week. Yeah. So I've got I've got the cast. Yeah, let's um, hear who who's in this flick, guys. A pretty tiny cast, really. I mean, there's a lot of people, but it's yes, pretty bare bones. <laughs> By we're, definition, we're... there are lots of people, <laughs> right? And the cast. <laughs> there were there were lots of people in the past and the future. There were there were some of them duplicates. Um, yeah. So we're looking at Michael J. Fox uh, playing your your main Back to the mm-hmm. Future dude, Marty McFly. Um, he's partnered somehow, somewhere. I'd like to see the prequel to this. Yes, to yeah, that might that out, might come up. That might come up later for me. Figure out how Mister Mister McFly and and uh, Doc Brown crossed paths and became such big buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Christopher Lloyd playing Emmett Doc Brown. Uh, your scientist extraordinaire. Yes. You're you're basically your local kook. Um, yes, yeah, L- local know. local wise science kook. Yeah, crazy but, wacky inventions. But fairly affluent. Like yeah. he does his seem to be hurting for for financing. Like I mean look I mean just to, how much disposable income did he spend on clocks? Like, yeah, that's, he's got a big clock budget. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> hmm, uh what's the what's the Guinness World Record for largest speaker? I think I could top that. Yep. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, so Doc Brown, uh he's he's your guy. Um, we got uh, Marty McFly's parents, played by Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover, as Lorraine and George. Lorraine. We see them. We see them in uh, eighty-five and fifty-five, uh-huh. um, as well as Mr. Biff Tannen, played by Thomas Wilson. I love Biff. I do love Biff. Such I a like, great I movie really villain. Like, I like Thomas Wilson. I just yeah, yeah. He is amazing in this in this role. Um, Absolutely. I mean, he's solid in the, obviously the whole trilogy, but other things that he's popped up in, he's just he's just fun. He's I mean, he's just one of those character actors. He's just yeah. that guy. Uh, we do see some other ins and outs. Um, Huey Lewis pops in. Um, I almost, I almost in my movie marriage threw in, threw in like a and a Huey Lewis music video. <laughs> right. You got Huey Lewis popping in. You got Billy Zane popping yeah, in. Billy Zane in a bit role. Yeah. Um, but before he was. Uh, oh, I almost said sniper, but he wasn't sniper. Well, no, yeah. was, he wasn't. Was he in Sniper? I don't remember. Before he was the Phantom. How about that? Yeah, right. Before pre-Phantom. Pre-Pre-Pre-Phantom. Pre-Phantom. Billy Zane. He was in. Um, he was in. Uh, I need to check. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. He was in that flick. Okay. He was in Sniper. See, I was right. There you go. Um, James Tolkien shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Like Malachi himself, Courtney Gaines shows up in this movie. <laughs> Malachi, <laughs> right? who like he was a lot bigger and more menacing in, in Children of the Corn than he was mm. than he was in this film. Like we're gonna need you to slim down and be an even nerdier. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then my favorite appearance that I never clocked before now. But I think between this movie and my other, my, this podcast and my other podcast, mm-hmm. I'm starting to draw connections. As we're watching this, and Marty goes back to 55, we see him like crash at the Peabody's in their yeah. barn, and and Pa Peabody comes out, and I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, that looks like the crazy grandpa in Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Of course you would notice that. I know that face anywhere. I know. And it is. Will Hare, uh, just like a year or two earlier, played 
Billy's crazy grandpa in Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's a lucrative couple of years for Will Hare. <laughs> At least, and then both had speaking parts. Like, mm. so it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's really it. You've got your main five, uh, the McFlies yeah. um, and Biff and Doc Brown. And yeah, then, and it's, and then and then some other people. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, and so that's, that's it here. You've got mm -hmm. other people that don't really matter, so... There you go. Take it away. All right. Well, that was the character rundown, folks. We'll get into the plot of this this classic. I believe this film is in the uh, IMDb Top 250. Yes. If memory serves. Mm -hmm. um, I also remember reading in the trivia that um, I might get the school wrong, but I want to say UCLA or USC, one of the big uh, big schools in California, like they're, they're like film writing class. Like th this is the film that they feature. Like this is how you write a script. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it was USC only because I know Spielberg spent some time at USC. Sure. So I wouldn't surprise me if there's a little help yeah. there. But either way, like, this, we were talking pre-show, this movie's tight. Like, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you can see some glaring plot holes, but they did a really solid job with this movie. Yeah. I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's, yeah, great plot, great story. So let's get into that plot story. Yeah, hit Oz. it. So we open, as you as you mentioned before, on a slow pan across several clocks, uh, as well as a, as a, as a uh, good old-fashioned Rube Goldberg machine uh, yeah. that's that's trying to make Doc Brown breakfast. Again, it's, it's one he's, of those 80, 80 tropes. Yeah. yeah, He's not as good at building those as Pee Wee Herman is. Correct. Yeah, yeah. you beat me to it. Although, uh, there, I, I did see a box of Mr. T cereal as well. <laughs> and a giant, <laughs> giant knife. Then he taped up his face. <laughs> he got stuck in Doc Brown's hair, though. So that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Marty enters Doc's place looking for Doc. He plugs his guitar into the aforementioned world's largest speaker. Right, stand directly in front yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was either their pioneer or a technique. It was a technique. I think it was. I think yeah. it was a technique speaker. Technics, yeah. <laughs> and he plugs it in, strums, you know, strums across the guitar strings, and of course does the cartoonish fly across the room. <laughs> right. It was because he put in a Maxell tape. He did, yeah. It was a Max <laughs> he was seated in his leather chair with exactly. high arms. Yeah. <laughs> when he sat down, it wouldn't have blown him as far. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Doc calls his own house, knowing Marty would be there. Tells him, "I need you to meet me at eleven or at eleven at one fifteen a.m. in the <laughs> Twin Pines Mall parking lot." Uh, Marty then uh, skate skateboard hitches a ride to school. That's his thing. He he grabs at the back of vehicles uh, as the power of love. Well, and just to show how kind of crazy Doc Brown is, like. Marty's late for school because Doc has an experiment to set all his clocks 25 minutes like, yeah, slow. That's right. <laughs> Just because. Like, oh, it precisely it worked. What worked? <laughs> They're yeah, all exactly. 25 minutes slow. <laughs> Which Marty then quickly deduces, you're telling me I'm late for class? <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's telling Yeah, me. it's his fault you're late, Marty. Which is funny that he decided... Oh, I was 25 minutes before school. I totally have time to stop by yeah, Doc. Yeah, stop by Doc. At some point, Marty had to know the time. I think Marty's kind of an idiot. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, according to Strickland, yes. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> speaking of, Marty's girlfriend, Jennifer, tries to sneak him into school, but Dean Strickland catches them. Oh, that crusty Dean. Oh, poor Dean. <laughs> he warns McFly of hanging around with the dangerous Doc Brown, calls Marty a slacker. Just like his father was. It's really like touching noses. Yeah. 
you know, like finger poking the chest, yeah. all that. that that's that's school discipline right there. That's folks. right. That's how you handle it. Back in the that, 80s, that you deters behavior. You almost yeah. make out with the kid to prove your point. <laughs> <laughs> Just a gentle kiss on the forehead after. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, Huey Lewis himself. Uh, then calls Marty's uh, band onto the stage to audition for the school dance. Of course, they're rejected. Uh, Marty tells Jennifer um, that his mom must have been born a nun because uh, they're they're going camping together. I paused. Sorry. No, that's all right. Well, my daughter's iPod was just ringing and ringing. Oh, okay. And I know her friends won't hang up, so got it. I just tossed it out of the office. Okay, that was around the twelve fifteen mark. Yeah, I got it. If you're keeping score. So yeah, so Marty's band is rejected. They didn't. They don't make the cut for the school dance. Uh, Marty returns home that night. Uh, his father's car uh, was wrecked by Biff. Uh, Biff is screaming at George, bullying him for not telling about him about the car having a blind spot. Yeah. I like, I like just a throwaway line. It's like, you know, I spilled my beer when he hit me. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault, McFly. Yeah. Biff tells Marty to tell his mom that he says hi, which yeah. really kind of sets the scene for, yeah. like, the story amongst Biff and George and, and right. Lorraine. Uh, as, as the family all pouts over dinner, not a, not a very happy family no. atmosphere, Lorraine says it's terrible that Jennifer calls Marty she, I never chased boys or sat in parked cars with boys. <laughs> yeah, <Sure>. they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they roll out the red carpet for, <laughs> for the plot changing. Like yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's it's well done, but it, there are times when you've seen it enough that you're like, how heavy can your hand get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never called boys or, or went out on Saturday afternoons to that one diner down the block with boys with boys and put <laughs> and played this one particular song on the jukebox with boys <laughs> I never had a boy in my room after he got hit by my dad in the middle of the road and I took never. his off and commented on his underwear never did that with boys boys <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lorraine tells the story of how she and George met. Her father hit George with the car. She expositions the future plot of the dance, the kiss in the dance floor, the lightning yeah. storm, blah, blah, blah. FYI, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, heads up. Not spoiling it, Lorraine's no. spoiling it. It's, yeah, that's right. It's Lorraine's fault. Blame her, not us. Yeah. Uh, at the mall parking lot that night at 1.15 a.m., Doc backs the DeLorean out of the truck. Oz, what when you see a DeLorean out out about these days? Maybe it's a parade. Maybe it's on the rare occasion out on the road. So yeah. What do you think? Mm, I think what? Where did he come from? Yeah. Like I think that's everyone's like, oh, DeLorean. What year is he from? Like, <laughs> what if he's got a Mister Fusion? How come we're not driving eighty-eight miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. Uh, there's only there's only like seven DeLoreans left, like, and everybody that owns them, it, like, praise praises the Lord that this movie came out. Yeah, because <laughs> like finally a purpose for my DeLorean. Yeah, now I can I, now I can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it uh, every Fourth of July, the next town north of my little podunk uh, hometown, 
Beecher, Illinois, yeah, uh, would would have a Fourth of July parade. It's also the parade that came up a, a couple of weeks yeah, ago with yeah. uh, with Robot Reggie. Yeah, uh, but there was a guy in Beecher, Illinois, that owned a DeLorean, and he would always drive it in the parade. Oh. <laughs> cool story, Hans. Yeah, great story. Yeah, Hans, he's so hot right now. He's so hot. That, that Hans, he's so hot. <laughs> Marty films Doc as he narrates uh, their beginning a temporal experiment. As Doc, uh, Doc puts his dog Einstein in the car and remote drives it at them until it disappears. <laughs> like Marty tries to step out of the way and Doc just grabs him by the shoulder and pulls him. In. Like no, uh, 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 no, <laughs> I'm you're going down stand you're here going down. <laughs> while this car barrels down at us. I asked you to meet me at one fifteen so we both could die for this experiment. Yeah, exactly. But keep filming. Yes. So the car drives at them and then just disappears in, into midair, leaving only the, the trail of the burned tire marks. Where that they're standing on top of, yes. like, green screen-wise. Exactly. That's eh, fine. Uh, Marty turns to Doc. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Because, <laughs> again, Marty, eh, not the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the fact that it's a time machine. It's right. that he used a DeLorean. Yeah, that's the surprise. <laughs> like, you didn't use a Saab? <laughs> <laughs> you built a time machine out of a BMW? <laughs> right. Like, I, I I do love this movie, and I feel like we're poking holes in it. But yeah, the more you and I, yeah. You and I talk to each other about it, like... Marty McFly is a moron. <laughs> he's a slick moron, but a moron he nonetheless. Is, he yeah. is, but he's he's just a moron. You're telling well, like he's every, also like a seventeen year old. Yeah, well, and I know it's just a Michael J. Fox like family ties thing with the yeah. whole. So you're telling me like it's like, but again, yep, yep. Mm. That's that's you've made the proper deduction, Marty. Yeah. Uh, Doc sent the car and Einstein one minute into the future it then returns 60 seconds later yeah. covered in ice doc expositions to marty how it were i love i both love and hate the expositions oh there's movies. so much of it yeah well because everybody has to explain it to marty because he's yeah. an idiot yes. so maybe kudos to the screenwriters They're like you know if we make our kid dumb we can exposition all <laughs> what tell me more what <laughs> so you're telling me that I, I don't get it <laughs> oh man. he's What's like he's He's like one area code away from just being in the Californians. <laughs> California. Are you telling me that <laughs> you you take four oh five? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Devin. Oh God. Oh, let's see. Doc again expositions to Marty how it all works, the you know, type circuits, the flux capacitor. Right. And then it runs on plutonium. Yeah. You know, one of the safer, you know, uh, you know, ingredients yeah. that you can work with. Uh Doc which says, we've already seen, which we've already seen a news broadcast about missing plutonium. Yes. yes. Uh was... Doc says he suckered Libyan nationals <laughs> out of the plutonium. Suckered them. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. uh, Doc says, I'm going to go 25 years in the future. I want to be able to see who wins the next 25 World Series. A little a little sneaky preview of Back yeah. to the Future 2, by the way. No kidding. Uh, the Libyans then show up in the van. They're at like 1.20 a.m. in the Twin Pines they, parking lot. They found me. How did they find me? Uh-huh. They well, chase him around, and Oz, they gun down Doc. We're yeah, 15 minutes into the movie and Doc Brown is dead. In a bloodless murder. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Marty jumps in the DeLorean, speeds to 88 miles an hour as, as he's being chased by the Libyans, and then Marty disappears as the Libyans crash into a photo booth. <laughs> it wasn't my huh, but it was close. How on earth did the Libyans keep up with the DeLorean? That van could, could really, yeah, like, there was a lot more to it than, than it Yeah, because, like. I mean, Marty was cooking on that parking lot, mm -hmm. and they were, like, on his tail the entire time until he disappeared. <laughs> with the one guy hanging out at the top with the gun who's just getting, like, pinballed around, like, like the, the top hatch. <laughs> he broke every rib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he still held that bazooka. Every rib, including the drivers as well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, uh, so Marty uh, reappears now in a pasture, and he crashes into a barn. Uh, he escapes as the farmer shoots at him. Uh, the Marty... aforementioned grandpa yes, from yes, the, 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 yeah. For those that aren't keeping score, <laughs> if you've seen that movie and not this one, that's who you can expect yes, to see in this yes, scene. Because there's so many folks out there that have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, and not Back to the Future. Uh, there's a good chance my co-host on the other podcast, Courtney, that That's, <laughs> because yeah, we've yeah. covered Silent Night, Deadly Night, so I know she's seen that one. Yes. Uh, let's see. Marty pulls up uh, after he escapes from from the farmer, farmer Peabody. Yeah. Uh, Marty pulls up to his 1985 subdivision, just having broke ground. It's not there other than the entrance to the subdivision. Exactly, because that's how subdivisions start. You start yeah. by going, you put you put down the feature set of entering the subdivision. Yeah, uh -huh. Except and bushes and you, shrubs. And then you start dragging dirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he stashes the now malfunctioning car behind a billboard. Uh, Marty then walks the two miles to town to Hill Valley. Mr. Sandman is playing yeah. uh, as he walks into town very disoriented. Walks through downtown, uh, at, sees the attire, the stores, the clock tower is ringing, the clock in there is working, which it's not in 1985. This really is a great scene. Like, yeah. I don't think I've paid as much attention to it prior to this viewing, but like, just him coming on, like, they did such a great job, like, making this look like the yeah. 50s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really did. Marty goes to a diner, again, still kind of out of sorts, sits down next to his father, young George, played by, I, well, I guess, regular Christian Glover as opposed to aged up Christian Glover. They Crispin, have the ex Crispin Glover. Chris, what did I, did I say Christian? Twice. Oh, he's, he was there too. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was there. He was doing he, the food, he he was was doing the food service. He was next to Crispin. Yeah. In the, if you were to watch this in Letterbox, you'd have seen him. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Biff walks in uh, with Billy Zane in tow. Yeah. With, with Sniper himself. Uh, Marty watches Biff bully George, uh, follows George, and catches George peeping on a woman from a tree. George yeah. had climbed a tree and was with a pair of binoculars. Yep. And was peeping on a woman undressing. It was Lorraine. He's so peeping good. on Lorraine. Like, this was supposedly, like, the day, like, <laughs> conveniently enough, Marty went back in time the exact day his father was hit by Lorraine's mm -hmm. dad, leading to their relationship. Yeah. There are a lot of conveniences in this Very movie. convenient. Yes, very convenient. It just happened to be that, that the exact, exact day. Yeah, not just the day, the exact moment. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well. 
Uh, George falls from the tree. Uh, Marty then pushes him out of the way as a car is bearing down, and Marty gets hit by that car instead of George. And the family then takes him in. Marty comes to nine hours later. Uh, his his teenage mother is there caring for him. Young Lorraine. Uh, she mistakes his name for Calvin Klein because that's what it says is in his underwear. Because she took she took the uh, <laughs> she took the privilege of just removing his pants. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, she's made it clear she doesn't do this kind of stuff with boys. No, she doesn't do these this kind of things. Yeah, she doesn't take boys' pants off. At least that's what her off. kids know. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine is smitten with Marty as he eats dinner with the family and then kind of hurriedly leaves. Marty then tracks down young Gurr. They never really give his age. Young Gurr, Doctor Brown at his home. Uh, Brown, I, I love this oh, this sequence as Doc comes mm-hmm. to the door with this big like oh, yeah. on his head. His his telepathy machines plops a suction cup right on Marty's <laughs> forehead. Uh, as Marty is trying to convince him who he is that he knows future Doc, he you know Doc asks him well, who's the president, and of course Marty says Ronald Reagan, yeah, <laughs> the actor, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I come back I come back to some of that stuff later. Got it. Okay. Uh, Marty tells Doc uh, about him falling off the toilet and his design for the flux capacitor, which Doc had previously yeah. told. Conven- conveniently mm. recently happened. Yeah. Because Doc still has the bandage. Yeah. So yeah, again, all of this literally within like twenty four hours. Thankfully coincides within, like you said, twenty four hours of him arriving. Boy, so, I'm glad he came that day. Yeah. <laughs> so we were falling apart otherwise. Yeah. This movie would have had a short ride after that. Yeah. Uh, so Doc finally believes Marty. They go out to get the DeLorean. Marty shows him the flux capacitor. And Doc is happy. It works. His design that he had, it works. Marty plugs uh, the camcorder that he was using into Doc's TV, shows him the footage uh, of him and then old Doc getting shot. As kind of a tech nerd, I would have really liked to see how they got that to work. Mm-hmm. Like the outputs of that V, that you know VHS camcorder. I would have liked to see how they got that wired into this antenna television. Probably through the HDMI port. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Doc had a, so many dongles and converters. Yeah, it, it's a, a lot of <laughs> lot of dongles. Come a lot of, of dongles. A lot of dongles. <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna daisy chain these dongles together. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. Don't you worry, Marty. <laughs> just plug it into the surge protector and the dongle. We'll get there. <laughs> Ouch trip. Uh, Doc says I can't get Marty back because I don't have access to plutonium. Right. <laughs> Which, duh. <laughs> if only we knew when and where a bolt of lightning would strike us. Because that's the only thing. Which also happens to happen, like, right now. Yes, yeah. Oh, (laughs) hey, I know when a bolt of lightning is going to strike there, Doc Brown. It's going to hit the clock tower at 10.04 on Saturday night. Right. It's a busy week for the (laughs) family. A lot going on in the town of, uh, what is it? 55 Hill Valley. Hill Hill Valley, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Marty tells Doc he met his parents, to which... Uh, to which Doc is like, how much time did you spend with them? Right. Uh, and then Doc looks at a picture of Marty with his siblings in a photo, and Marty's oldest brother is disappearing from the yeah. photo. He's fading away. Um, uh, Marty and Doc then go to the school, because, like, 
uh, we gotta get your mom and dad together. This isn't yeah. how their story works. Right. Otherwise, you will fade away, Marty. Uh, Marty tries to introduce George to Lorraine. She ignores George, just blows him off. Oh, yeah. Calls Marty a dreamboat. Oh, yeah. She's totally hot for her son. Dreamboat. <laughs> so, he's the most. <laughs> the most dreamboat. <laughs> Uh, in the cafeteria, George hides his sci-fi stories that he's writing for Marty. Marty tries to convince him to ask Lorraine to the dance. Across the way, Biff is sexually harassing Lorraine. Uh, Marty stands up to Biff, and they almost fight. Uh, later, George refuses to ask Lorraine to the dance. Uh, I'm not ready to ask Lorraine to the dance, and not you or anyone else on this planet is yeah. going to change my mind. Good thing he specified that it had to have been Earthbound. Yes, on this planet. Yeah. Only an extraterrestrial could change my mind. <laughs> Someone from outer space could do it. Yes. Like Plus, who? I wonder. So that <laughs> night, Marty sneaks into George's room with a full body, like like radioactivity fallout suit on. Yeah. Um, he had recorded his voice onto his, uh, his Walkman, I guess. Mm -hmm. Put the earphones on George and said he was Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. He played some Eddie Van Halen for him. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Vader. <laughs> uh, the next day, Marty puts George up to ask Lorraine out to, at the dinner, Lou, give me a milk, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb moment, but funny. It really is. He, he's trying to talk himself up so he yeah. gets himself a chocolate milk. <laughs> Do the... Do it. <laughs> Slapping himself in the face. <laughs> right. You've got this, George. Come on. Come on. He uh, turns his hat around like Lincoln Hawk and over the top. <laughs> rolls up his, his right. right arm sleeve. Yep. As, as George starts to ask out Lorraine, Biff walks in. The music stops. Marty uh, trips and then punches Biff as Lorraine calls him a dream. Oh, he's so dreamy. Uh, Marty then makes a makeshift skateboard out of some kid's toy. No, no, no. Uh, Marty invents Oh, that, that, that's it. He invents the skateboard. Yes. Didn't yeah. exist before this yes, moment. Yes, he invents the skateboard. <laughs> Biff and his crew chasing his car. We get, the, we get the classic chase scene around the square yeah. before they run into a manure truck. Before they announce what they're about to be covered with. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> manure! <laughs> that's what I yell when I, when I need an expression. That's what I yell in the bathroom. Manure! 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 <laughs> oh, manure. Holy manure. <laughs> you got to be manuring me. <laughs> that guy's a manure for brains. <laughs> Back at Doc's, he's watching the video of the mall attack. Doc has an almost scale model built of downtown <laughs> yeah. Hill Valley. It's been busy. <laughs> yeah. So he shows Marty the plan. We know when the lightning is going to strike the clock tower. We're going to rig these cables up. And you're going to hit this with, with the DeLorean. Go on 88 at the moment the clock strikes 10.04. Uh, he then models it to which everything catches fire. Right. To which he just goes, ah! <laughs> yeah. I love, like, the jaw dropping, too. I yeah. Mean, Christopher Lloyd's performance there. Lorraine then shows up the docks. She tailed Marty. She tracked him down, Oz. She follows him and asks him to the dance. I would never be in a parked car with boys. No, I would never. I would, I would never call a boy. That Jennifer. <laughs> She's bad news, Marty. Yeah, exactly. 
The next day, Marty shares this plan with George that George is going to save Lorraine from Marty. So basically, Marty will take her to the dance. He'll he'll fake put the moves on her. Yeah. I'll take one to the her. team and make out with my mom. Yep. And then George <laughs> will show up and save the day. That's the plan. Yeah. Marty tells George you need self-confidence. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> the more you know. Exactly. <laughs> Knowing is Knowing half the battle. Half battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter says. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Roadblock. <laughs> no problem, Bazooka. <laughs> That night, Doc and Marty prepare the DeLorean and the site. Marty t- tries to tell Doc about Doc getting shot, but Doc says, I can't know about the future. So Marty tries to write, writes him a letter. The dance has begun. Marvin Barry and the Starlighters play the Enchantment <laughs> Under the Sea dance. <laughs> yes, I was... Your cousin Marvin your cousin, Barry. <laughs> your cousin Marvin. <laughs> Marty and Lorraine pull up. Lorraine tells Marty... It's not like I've never parked before. <laughs> Takes a huge swig of alcohol, lights up a cigarette. Uh, Lorraine says, Marty, sound, you sound like my mother, as he's kind of scolding her. Right. Lorraine uh, then uh, aggressively kisses Marty. Yes. Like, aggressively kisses yes. him. Uh, to which, after Lorraine pulls back, Marty is, like, petrified oh, solid. Frozen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes wide. Uh, and to which, Lorraine... Something's up here. Uh, I felt like I just kissed my brother. Yeah, well... <laughs> well, well, you're not too far off there, yeah. Lorraine. Uh, so, someone How walks does... up... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. How does Lorraine know what it feels like to kiss her brother? <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody who knows what it's like to kiss their brother, this gal you knows. Met my brother. He was in... <laughs> he, he was... Uh... EJ and Monster Squad and uh, <laughs> Kevin's brother in or, um, Growing Pains. He was. It was. I believe you. I just good. I'm kudos I, on your. I can't your think of what I can't think of what the actor's name is, but it doesn't matter. So somebody walks approaches the car door. There, Oz. The plan is is going. Yeah. You know, Mar- Marty is supposed to supposedly spooked Lorraine. Lorraine is clearly spooked. Not quite the way they intended. <laughs> right. But the car door opens and and a hand pulls Marty out. However, Oz, it's not George, it's Biff. Biff. It's Biff. What a great bully name, too, by the way. Oh, I yeah. love just everything about him is like he's like the world's best bully in oh, all the Oh, by far, ways. yeah. Biff. Biff. So he pulls what are you him out. Butthead. <laughs> exactly. The other three bullies uh, lock Marty. They they haul him off, they throw him in the trunk of the Marvin Berry and the Starlighter's vehicle. Uh, as Biff gets in the car, or Bill, as I have in my notes here, gets in the car <laughs> and begins sexually assaulting Lorraine. Again. Yes. Uh, however, even more aggressively than in the cafeteria. Yeah. It just uh, shows how much Lorraine's not into Biff, because apparently um, Biff is like the only one. <laughs> I feel like like Biff and um, George are the only two that she hasn't made it with <laughs> it's not like i haven't parked with 24 guys before right calvin <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like you're the new guy i have to check you off my list <laughs> that was like a steno pad like. <laughs> exactly 
Uh, George runs out to the parking lot because he's he's already a couple minutes late. He was supposed to be there yeah. at 9 o'clock. He runs out, sees and hears Lorraine struggling in the car, so he thinks the plan is well underway. Opens the car door and begins reciting the lines that Marty wrote for him. Hey, you, get your hands off. Then realizes yeah, it's, it's Biff. Biff, not Marty. Uh, a terrified Lorraine just, just cries for help. Biff shoves Lorraine as he holds George's arm, uh, twisting his arm on the verge of breaking it. George then sees the panic on Lorraine's face, uh, clenches his fist, and knocks out yeah. Biff. He, he wailed him. Yeah, he did. All Just complete force. Yeah. A lot of yaw in that. He, he yeah. really he used his physics. He wouldn't have been much of a pro wrestler, only because, like... He was only in a single turn armbar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, think his arm would have stayed on had it like <laughs> it like stepped underneath it and wound it up a second time. I don't think George's arm would have survived that. But well, or you do the other way out of it in pro wrestling is that oh, you just, yeah. just kind of you just kind of do a flip over. Yeah, you do like a monkey roll to yeah. reverse the spin. So that that's yeah. le that's leverage, folks. Yeah, that's how Chris that works. Leverage just was not designed for a, yeah. for a double or like a no no. Not a, not a double arm bar, but no. just like a rotated arm bar. No, Crispin Glover was not. Christian Glover on the other Christian hand. Glover, yeah. <laughs> Christian Glover, yeah. Christian, yes. Yeah, he's he used to wrestle with Edge. He did. <laughs> Christian. Yeah, they never. They didn't say his last name a lot. No, he didn't yeah. want to be tied to his brother. Yeah, yeah. Christian Glover and his brother Edge. And Gangrel was there sometimes too. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> What do you expect so, from us? Yeah, exactly. This is our brand. Uh, so Lorraine and George go, go inside. Yay. Uh, the band's guitar player, Marvin, has uh, cuts his hand getting because uh, the keys were in there, so they had to like, pick the lock. Yeah. And he cuts his hand getting Mar Marty out of the back of this car. Marty begs them, you've got to keep playing. You've got to keep playing. Uh, I can't play. My hand is cut. So Marty, being the guitar player we learned about Thankfully, before. Yes. the guitar player takes over as his siblings completely disappear from the photo uh a different bully the aforementioned uh oh God, what's his what's his malachi. name again malachi that's right malachi <laughs> from children of the corn pulls lorraine away from george on the dance floor as marty starts to disappear you could tell because he realistically lifts an arm in front of his face yeah. and you see it fading yeah, yeah. He, he, he take he takes an arm holds it in front of the green screen right yeah it's yeah. another one of those that high definition doesn't do it any favor. Uh, uh Like, again, 85, there's a lot of great effects in this movie. Oh, yeah, there really are. That wasn't one of them. No. <laughs> no, that, that was not one of them. Uh, so, again, Marty is struggling to play. He's literally fading from existence. Yeah. Uh, as George walks back over, pushes the bully away, pushes Malachi away. Excuse me. <laughs> he and Lorraine then kiss as Earth Angel yeah. plays. Thank Marty finishes the song. His siblings reappear. All is well, Oz. Did you do you think his siblings in 1985 actually disappeared? Who would have noticed them if they were gone? True. They were still <laughs> sitting at the breakfast table. Yeah, exactly. Arguing. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about being lonely and having a terrible job? <laughs> right. Wearing their Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Uh, Marvin then suggests to Marty that they play something that really cooks. Yeah. Again, this is 1955, folks. Yep, yeah. 
Marty then fires up Johnny B. Good, and the crowd goes wild as someone who's clearly not Michael J. Fox starts singing. Oh, very, very <laughs> obviously. I love it when Marty turns around and, like, tells, like, clearly this band is flexible and can play yes. anything. Because yeah. here's a song and style they've never heard before. But he's like, oh, we're going to drop this and just, you know, kick the can or whatever. You know, just all this <laughs> scat wording that he's doing. He's like, just follow me on the treble and, we're, we're, and then, you're just spouting up music words now aren't you i am i don't know <laughs> kick it into the bass clef uh, <laughs> right, allegro right. three four time bass. snare yeah. drum yeah, right. Uh, and uh, hit me acapella. <laughs> was Carmen San Diego? Do it, acapella. <laughs> uh, Marvin then runs to the back and holds up the phone for his cousin Chuck Berry yeah. to hear. So thus, as, as Marty is goose stepping or not goose stepping. Yeah, don't yeah, careful with that one. He wasn't goose, goose stepping. <laughs> I know. No, he wasn't goose stepping. Yeah, it's it's a whole duck, he was duck walking. Yeah, <laughs> Wrong duck foul. Walking. Oh, yeah, it's, I was close. <laughs> he was swan diving. <laughs> <laughs> goose stepping. <laughs> this is where we find out Marty McFly is a Nazi. Not a good look for Marty here. They're only 10 years removed from World War II. <laughs> Marty shows his true colors. Yeah, he was, he was, McCarthy was after him the whole time. <laughs> right. For you history buffs, the history right. joke. Uh, so all is well. They're back together. Cool. So we cut to the penultimate scene here, Oz. Doc is pacing in front of the clock tower just before 10. Marty arrives. I'll see you in 30 years. Doc finds the, the letter in his pocket that Marty wrote, tears it up. Can't do it. Uh, however, just as Marty's about to go, the, the wind is picked up and a branch falls in the power line, Oz, disconnecting it from the clock tower. No! Marty races to the start line in the DeLorean, preps the car, and he decides, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to go back ten minutes earlier and warn Doc in the future so he doesn't get shot. Right. The car stalls while Doc is struggling in the clock tower to reconnect the cables. Marty starts the car and floors it. Well, with, a, with a well-placed headbutt. Yes, he headbutts the steering wheel. <laughs> Gives it an old Andre the Giant. Exactly. Double noggin knocker. <laughs> Axe and Smash from Demolition just happened That's to be right. there. Along with Bush, Bush and Luke from the Bush. Brought to you by WWE. <laughs> Marty floors it while Doc is connecting the the towers of the cable. Somehow disconnects the other cable down below. Uh, as the clock strikes 10.03 Oz, uh, Doc slides down the cables, reconnects them as the clock hits 10.04. The lightning strikes the tower. Marty and the DeLorean at 88 miles an hour disappear, leaving the flaming car tracks behind Oz. It worked. They yeah. did it. Woo. Cut to a helicopter flying over the old clock tower. Clock stuck at 10.04 in 1985. The DeLorean re-emerges. Marty recognizes it's 85. The DeLorean again stalls and the terrorist van drives past him. So he has to take off on foot to the Lone Pine Mall. Right, yeah. I, I've always enjoyed that because yes. he's took out one of the pine trees when he re-emerged when he emerged in 55 mm -hmm. thus it's now the lone pine mall not twin pines uh and he gets there just in time to watch doc get get uh get gunned down and watch himself travel back in time uh marty runs to the shot doc flips him over doc comes to he's alive 
He had a bulletproof vest on, and he did read the letter. Doc drops Marty off at his house and says, I'm going to travel 30 years into the future. The next morning, Marty awakes to Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the News. Disoriented Marty wakes up to a very nice home with nice furniture. His brother Dave is wearing a suit. Yeah. Uh, and, and his sister Linda is complaining about so many male callers that she's getting. <laughs> right? Still with that, like, gravelly voice she's got. Yeah. <laughs> They're calling me Marty. <laughs> it's got three marble or 100s in was her hand. Was it Craig or was it Greg? <laughs> Which one was it? Greg or Craig? <laughs> Pardon me. Ha! Ha! George and Lorraine walk in. George is wearing sunglasses and has a polo and a sport coat. Sport coat. Lorraine is thin. Biff is outside in a tracksuit, waxing George's BMW in the I, driveway. I love, I love beat up Biff. Yeah, I do too. It's such a great juxtaposition. George tells Biff, "Hey, don't con me," as Biff is trying to get away with only putting one coat of wax. One on. coat of wax on it. That Biff, what a character. <laughs> Biff brings in a box of George's new novel. Hey, Mr. McFly, your new novel arrived. <laughs> a match made in space. His, his new sci-fi novel. Took him 30 years to write it, apparently. Uh, yeah, a long time. Uh, George tells the kids, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Somebody that looks exactly like your brother told me that 30 uh -huh. years ago. <laughs> Marty's dream truck from earlier is in the garage. Jennifer right. comes by for their big date, which the four. parents are in support of. Oh, yeah. Like, go ahead. Take your your teenage girlfriend to the lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mom, you, hey, your mom's not going to stop you. Uh -uh. She used to do that stuff with boys. Yeah. <laughs> One that looked just like you. <laughs> Marty, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. As they kiss... Doc emerges in the DeLorean wearing future clothes and sunglasses. He's got like Brett the Hitman heart style he sunglasses. He does. I, I like those sun I always like those wraparounds. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't put Jennifer in the sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doc demands that Marty and Jennifer come back with him to the future. He then fuels the car's Mr. Fusion home energy reactor yeah, with he got garbage. That from, he got that from the Spaceball store. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mr. Flamethrower. Doc says Marty and Jennifer's kids are messed up. That's why they gotta go. Uh, as uh, Marty says, we don't have enough road to get up to 88 miles an hour. Roads. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. The DeLorean then lifts off and flies into the camera as it begins its time travel. And that, folks, is 1985's Back to the Future. At this point in the show, Waz and I will each give our own unique rating about the film in question, 1985's Back to the Future. Oz, how would you rate this flick? I'm going to give this an 85. An 85? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 1985. A 1985, perfect. Yeah, well, how about you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to give this movie 1.21 gigawatts. Ooh, good one. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, next up, folks, we have Outside Insights. Oz and, I, Oz and I have been scouring the interwebs, searching for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones, and we hope they tickle yours as well. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? I've got two of them totaling one star. Here's a half-star letterbox review. <laughs> a total review. of one star. Yeah. Here's a half-star letterbox review from Joey. Utter dog manure. Can't believe I ever considered this my favorite movie. It just doesn't make sense. Is Doc Marty's uncle or what? How does the teenager know this coked out old fart in the first place? Also, he kisses his mom. Ew. 
This is a huge step down for Michael J. Fox from his masterclass performance in Teen Wolf. It's so depressing. There's no werewolves or basketball in this. Yeah, neither. <laughs> My second one is a half-star review from Tyrone Dabs 47, also on Letterboxd. Tyrone Dabs? Yeah, Tyrone Dabs. This is just weird. Not even as a movie, just as an idea. They have the ability to travel in time, and yet they don't attempt to stop any major catastrophe. Instead, he flirts with his mom. Doesn't stop 9-11, COVID, Ukraine's war with Russia, the enslavement of Muslims in Chinese concentration camps whilst the filming of Mulan occurs, the Israel-Palestine conflict, mm. the conflict in my head, the movie release of Cats, my own hairline. All these could have been stopped by Marty McFly, but he wanted to be Marty Mix, Marty McGuy who flirts with his mom. Mm. Scabby dialogue. <laughs> I don't know how when he went back to 1955, he couldn't stop 9-11, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> His receding hairline. <laughs> well, maybe, Tyrone Dabbs, those things hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe pick up a history book. <laughs> Tyrone Dabbs, yeah. 47. So those are my, uh, that's my collectively one-star yes. review. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, my outside insight, as always, comes from the Internet Movie Database. This is a one out of ten star review Ooh, from from Elvis Fangirl, left in February of this year, uh, twenty twenty three. Just a couple months old. Uh, this sci fi would have been perfect if the tacky swearing didn't exist. I despise strong language in films, songs, and TV shows, which is why I regularly don't watch them. <laughs> Although. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, I, I don't I, watch them on the regular. Yeah, I, I don't irregularly watch them either. I plan to not watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Although Back to the Future has an excellent plot and originality, I still think it could be more enjoyable without foul language in every scene. I have only seen it one and a half times in my life for those reasons. It would be a lot more times for me if it didn't blurt obscene words in every scene. What's wrong with those writers? I could tell they just don't care what they put in those scripts. It's just too inappropriate. Right. Get off my lawn. Uh-huh. Elvis fangirl. Yeah, there yes. you go. Right. The same guy who was banned from, from TV from the waist down. Right. <laughs> she didn't see him then. Yeah, well, how could she? <laughs> right. Yeah. Elvis fangirl. She doesn't do things in cars with boys. No, she doesn't do things in cars right? with boys. No, not at all. This is original 85 Lorraine we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine fangirl one. Right. <laughs> all right. Hey, Oz, it's that time for our signature segment. That time all of our loyal listeners and viewers have been waiting for the 3 2 1, in which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one. Huh. About the film in question, 85's. Back to the Future. Oz, what are your three goods? My first one is Crispin Glover. I, I just, he's perfect in this role. Um, he's not in a lot of stuff, uh, or at least he wasn't in a lot of stuff. And But what he does show up, he's just so, such a unique talent um, mm-hmm. that I just, I thought he was perfect for George, just nailed it. So kudos to you, Crispin Glover. You're yeah. my first good. Yeah, you couldn't pull off awkward better than than Crispin Glover. Did <laughs> than in this somebody movie. who's just awkward. Yeah, and not even Christian Glover could have no. matched oh, his performance. He's, no, he's no, cut. you know, he's, he's, he's suave. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, my second is just the the attention to detail. Like there's, um, you watch it the first time, you don't, you you well, you notice it's a well done movie. You watch it the second time, and there's so many like uh just 
like sight gags and red herrings in here yeah. like cutting through the clocks and you see you know you see the like um oh i can't think of which like silent era actor it was uh like hanging from the clock arm and then of course we see that later yeah, on yeah yeah uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and then when Marty makes it back to 55, just the way they overhauled everything, like they just, the attention to detail in this movie was spot on. And my third, much like you get really excited when there's miniatures in the movie, Uh I love titular lines. And this, (laughs) this movie has, uh, Emmett Brown dropping a titular line. We got to get you back to the future. Oh, I was, I was, I was, uh, weak on my third good until that one. I'm like, titular line i'm titular in titular line there you go love myself a titular line <laughs> those are my three goods what do you got oh my three goods and there's so many to pick from you had some great oh, yeah. ones there you really are uh, i gotta go back to almost where we started with uh thomas wilson's performance as biff tannen mm-hmm. uh gets such just one of the best movie bad guys i think ever and yeah. he, and thomas wilson does such a great job selling it oh no, even like his physicality oh, his yeah. mannerisms uh you know how his voice inflections <laughs> what are you looking at butthead <laughs> i want you to make like a tree and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> he just he sells it so well oh, yeah. and, really... and it's punctuated at the end when he's the opposite yes you know when, when you he's yeah when, when he's meek biff at the yeah. end when he's the when he's the bully Eid instead of the bully York, and it's like it's, it's like he's still wearing the effects of that punch thirty yes. years. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's just this meek little puppy. He's still trying to pull little shenanigans. Oh yeah, but, but you know it's you know he's trying to be sneaky and get away with things right. as opposed to impose his power and will over people. Right. I just I, I love that. There's a message to take from this kids. If you're bullied, just deck your bully. Yes. Yeah. Knock him clean on the just. Uh huh. Punch him in the face. Yeah, physical violence solves everything. Yep. And they will become yes. your whipping boy. Yes, for the next thirty years. Yeah. When you write your sci-fi novel, they'll excitedly bring it inside for you. Yeah, you'll get the girl. Uh, uh-huh, you will. She'll yep. she'll be thin. It's all it takes. <laughs> you'll have a polo and a sport coat. Make sure they're your bully, though. Yes. Because <laughs> I mean, it has to be your bully. Yeah, not like, somebody else's bully. Like, your bully. Yeah, not just a bully. <laughs> you can't be any random bully. No, it's got to be someone who's bullying you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my second good. Let's go with. Oh God, there's so many. Um, Marty and Doc uh, running, like meeting each other for the first time in 1955. I mentioned it earlier, but just you know, Doc shows up at the door and he just defines eccentric scientist. Yes. That gigantic contraption on his head. You know, sticks the suction cup on Marty's head, pulls him inside because he's in the middle of an experiment. He can't stop, of course. He has to see this through. And Marty is just like, he's just trying to communicate with him, but Doc's not here. I'm in the middle of science. Science is going to happen. Uh, my last good will be um, <laughs> just a, a silly line, and I, I don't think I ever caught this before. As you said, as we've talked about before, good films, fun films, you, you catch something new and different every time. And I caught yeah. something new this time through. Uh, Doc and Marty are at the high school in 1955 trying to find George, trying to find Lorraine. And uh, <laughs> Doc Doc notices like... Uh, I think like a poster or something on the wall okay. for the I dance. I, and he goes, look, there's a rhythmic ceremonial ritual coming up. <laughs> I, I noticed that for the first time this this viewing too. Yeah. So I, that's, just said, I just said to my wife, I go, I go, is 
ducks so distant he doesn't even he can't even say dance like no, he doesn't even no, know it's what that a is. rhythmic ceremonial ritual yeah <laughs> so, yeah so th- that's my last good Oz. it's just doc not knowing what a dance right. is you know what what it what it is of but not what it is so those yeah. are my three goods hey Oz, what are your two bads for back to the Future? um this movie came out in 80s yeah so it's got it race, it's it's racist like it is racist this movie's racist yeah. you've got your you know your libyan nationals mm-hmm. um they try to hide it a little bit and being in the 50s like this is how we're going to treat gordy wilson oh and, yeah you know and it's um you know and so there's just that's my first bad it's just that that uh bitter taste of 80s cinema racism yep and like in even like there was the words you know there's what biff bullies friends they used a word towards the towards the black band members yeah. as well yeah, uh, and and even like there's the bigger theme that like did a white guy just invent rock and roll? Well, like yeah, yeah. that, yeah. like that. I was a little like, like oh no 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 yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't pick that no. up. But you're right. Like yeah. oh, like look, white guy had to show Chuck Berry what you know. This is how you should sound, Chuck. Yeah, that I yeah that doesn't work today. No, so no. lots of racism. Yeah, lots of racism there. Uh, and my second is the over reliance of. Hey, this was relevant in '85, but unknown in '55. <laughs> jokes, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there were so many of them, especially when he got back to the '50s. About, you know, who's Calvin Klein? And oh, I've seen this episode of The Honeymooners, and it's just, you know, who's the president? Ronald Reagan, the actor? Like the actor? It, it just seemed like there was about 15 <laughs> the, appre- to 20 minutes. the Apprentice host. <laughs> right. It was like 15 to 20 minutes where, like, every conversation Marty was in, it was a about something that made sense in the eighties that doesn't that didn't apply sure. in the fifties. It got a little old. Yeah, and and it was just like, oh, there's another one. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, you'll catch it on reruns. Reruns? What's a yeah. rerun? I'm like, oh, good lord. It's almost like they sat down and hey, what are things that work in the eighties but not in the fifties, and then built this part yeah. of the script around it. Nick at night. What's Nick at night? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, and so it was like, okay, I get mm-hmm. it. Um, but that, that was my second bad. Is it just, well, you've seen the movie as many times as, as we have, and then it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's a great film, but there are parts where it's like, yep, yep, this, this, we get it. He's uh-huh. not an 85 anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, like even the, oh, are you, are you in the Navy? Like, cause you're wearing a life jacket. Like, oh, there's a life jacket <laughs> joke again. So those are my two bads. What do you got? Uh, my first bad, half of my bads were all about the racism. So um, just different instances of the racism. Um, we kind of mentioned all the coincidences before. So this, the lightning hit the clock tower at exactly the stroke of 10.04. Sure. Like, like there's 60 seconds in there, which is a long time in, in, the, in the lifespan of a lightning strike. Yeah. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, okay. Okay, it's a it's Hollywood magic, sure. Either but. way, he still had to have that ready at at the on the on the minute because mm-hmm. he didn't know when it was going to happen. Sure. So okay. Um, the other, my other bad is I don't think of myself as as like like a mean person. I wanted to bully young George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like, was. That that's really out of character for me, but like right. he was so nebish. 
Yeah. And it's, 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 oh, it, yeah. It, it looked like it might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like to feel to feel like a bully. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't consider myself a bully either. But yeah, you find yourself like this guy's pathetic. Yeah. Like I kind of would have, I kind of would have like push him down and tell him not to come back to the diner. <laughs> right. <laughs> like no, I'm not comfortable with you here. <laughs> so yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah. So that that that's more of a bad on me for like. <laughs> yeah, young George. Yeah, poor poor guy. All right, those are my two bads. Hey, Oz, what's your huh? <laughs> okay, um, my huh, and I actually I attribute portion of this to my wife as well. Okay. Um, right before Marty goes back to eighty five, we see Doc with a puppy. Mm-hmm. Are we to believe that? Doc, that Einstein is 30 years old. <laughs> it's one healthy dog. Or does he have multiple dogs and just keep naming them Einstein over the years? Einstein 2, Einstein 3. <laughs> because, I mean, it's that's that's the illusion it gave you in the movie. Yeah. When they show you in 1955 this puppy that yes. looks like, oh, that's gonna that's the same dog breed as Einstein. So yeah, we were like, what is Einstein 30? <laughs> that alpo diet keep them them joints healthy yeah (laughs) great vet care so that that's my huh is Mm -hmm. uh did doc brown have multiple dogs named einstein or is einstein 30 plus years old in 1985 either way whatever so that's my huh what do you got my huh we kind of danced around it a little bit at the top of the uh, the show here how did Marty and Doc meet in 1985? Because Doc <laughs> right. has, has to at least be in his 60s, probably more like 70s. Right. And because he, I mean, he already had like white hair and and and, and whatnot, and uh, came across as you know as kind of a senile scientist in the 50s. Yeah. And this is 30 years later, yeah. so he was probably in his 70s. Marty's like 17. Exactly. How did they meet? How did they become pals? How, you know, to the point that Marty just lets himself into his house. Yeah, like he knows where the key's at. Yeah. Like, how does that I work? I don't know. Is it like like a like a like a Big Brother kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Marty checked himself into Big Brother's Big Sister yeah. <laughs> despite having a family, a full family. Well, like I mean, his, family his family was pretty pathetic the first time. They were. Right? To, to be but honest, it's like, I'll, like here's your seventeen-year-old son hanging out with a 70 year old man and you're worried about his teenage girlfriend yeah <laughs> i don't like you i don't like, her, I don't like that girl calling you marty don't like why, why don't you Parker. why don't you take some notes from that 73 year old man you hang out <laughs> with all the time <laughs> you need to spend more time with grandpa doc like i don't know with this yeah, senile with... man with plutonium in his house <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, watch out for Libyan nationals because they seem to be around. <laughs> They'll get you every time. Yeah. So I'm with you though. I, um, you know, my my first time I thought it was kind of an obvious one, so I left it out. Was um, why, why did uh, why did why did George not really be too concerned that his third born child looks exactly like that guy <laughs> from '55 that set him up with his wife, like. Well, he Have probably, you seen Calvin Klein lately, Lorraine? He, he came into the world wearing that vest. And so yeah. they're like, oh, that's got to be a Marty. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, he looks exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously it's the same character, but it's like, we're only talking like 13 years after graduation mm -hmm. that Marty was born. If he's 30 years later and he's 17. Yeah, so wasn't too um, long. You know, and we know, we know Lorraine had no problem passing herself out. So it's just odd. I don't George go to park cars with boys. George never questioned why. Why does my third son look exactly like that guy from high school? That, that, that guy who, for a week. Who, who was parking with my now wife. <laughs> the one, the one whose plan it was to look. I'm gonna go make out with Lorraine, but you are gonna come <laughs> pull me off of her. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dodge town for a while. Yeah. No like, eyebrows raised. Like, yeah, he was there for like three days and then skipped town and no one ever saw him again. Mm -hmm. Didn't make much of an impression. No, 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 no. He was there. It was a busy week for Hellfire. It, it was. Lightning, was lightning. There was, was it rhythmic ceremonial rituals. Right. You know, uh, the the uh, the busboy at the diner had mayor, mayoral aspirations mm -hmm. now. Chocolate like, milkshakes sliding all over the counter. Skateboards are invented. <laughs> <laughs> Manure everywhere. It's like, I, how do we miss party leaving? Manure for brains. <laughs> rock and roll was created. Yeah, like, yeah rock, rock, rock and roll. It was, it was a big week in, in Hill Valley. <laughs> it seemed to be the center of all of it. We got yeah, like, a lot going on. Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump going on here, right? <laughs> Hill Valley. <laughs> all right well hey folks that that's 1985's back to the future hey oz what do we got in store for week two of oxymoronic titles oh well uh you had mentioned uh there with your hun that we we danced around marty and doc uh, i and, see uh, what you're doing we're gonna come back next week and dance around just a little bit more uh I, I hear coming... your voice you're going you're going texan on me <laughs> Well, you, you kind of have to, because yeah. you don't mess with Texas. Uh, you don't. You don't mess with Texas. Um, I, this, the next week's movie is the complete reason for this. Yes. One of my wife's favorite movies is Urban Cowboy, the 1980 romantic Western film uh, starring John Travolta and Deborah Winger and Scott Glenn. Can't forget Scott Glenn. Hunky Scott Glenn. Hunky Scott Glenn. He's yeah, very like, hunky in this. Yeah, he, he's chiseled. I, Scott I can already predict that will probably be one of my goods. <laughs> hunky, <laughs> hunky Scott Glenn. This is pre FBI Clarice Starling Scott Glenn. This yeah. is, <laughs> yeah, this was back when he was, uh, he's chiseled. Yeah, he is. <laughs> There's a reason why he has his shirt off 80% of the movie. Yeah. And, and, the, and when he is wearing a shirt, it's like a nylon sleeve. <laughs> it's like one of those half jerseys or yeah. something. <laughs> like, like the pennies you wore in P.E. when like, you're exactly. red, you're yellow. There's one of those yeah, just in like, black. Yeah, I can see where like, back in high school, they're like, you put on your, go get your pennies on. He's like, I'd rather get shirts and skins. Let's just do that. And I'll be skinned. Uh, can I keep that penny? <laughs> I got a I got a big rodeo this weekend. <laughs> I got a movie going up. I got a, a rodeo over at Gillies. Uh, Gillies. <laughs> so we're we're covering uh, Urban Cowboy, John Travolta. Uh, I uh, Bud and Sissy romance again. One of my wife's favorite movies. I enjoy this movie too. Um, not a big country music fan, but um, like I really enjoy the soundtrack to this movie. I enjoy uh, parts of the soundtrack. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, not all of it, but there there are parts of this that um, that are just they're just fun. Like, 
Um, and I've always had a soft spot for if I can if I can tie a song to a movie I've seen, I tend to appreciate the song a little bit more. Sure. Like, um, you know, like American Girl by Tom Petty is a, is a fine song, but it hits different when you've seen Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of thing. And so that's where a lot of the songs hit for this movie. But we will be back next week, week two of Oxymoronic Title mm-hmm. Month, as we cover Urban Cowboy. Uh, social media-wise, you guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There is a link to Patreon down below. Don't forget to like and subscribe and do all that stuff you're supposed to do. Uh, but yeah, Back to the Future is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think next week will be a fun episode as well as we cover Urban Cowboy. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya.